You know, the thought, the scary thought that comes into your mind of, should I stay or should I go? Which then morphs into, is it me or is it them? So you become paralyzed, paralyzed by wanting to make the air quote, right decision, and you just labor in this paralyzation mode. We are going there, my friend. Yes, we are. We're talking about this moment and the three-part micro-step process that you can gift yourself to make that decision that you need to make, to make it bravely, and to do it living your truth. And in answer that powerful question of, is it me or is it them? Join me now. Hello, my friends. Welcome to our community. I am thrilled that you have found your way here and that you are doing something for you. That is huge. I want to give a shout out today to my mama, who is an avid fan. She dials in weekly and has learned Instagram so she can follow us along in our journey. My biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader, when I didn't know how to love myself, it's truly an amazing thing to see, to appreciate, and to feel a mama's love. Know that dot a day goes by that I don't know all the sacrifices that you made, all that you did single-handedly. My friends, this was a single mother who in her early 20s had two young kids to raise by herself and she did it beautifully. And I'm the woman I am today because of you. If this idea of letting go, this idea of feeling more fulfilled in life, this idea of not just going through the motions of life, but truly feeling more fulfilled, more inspired, more connected to yourself, I have something for you. This was a gift um, that I gave to myself, oh my gosh, seven years or so ago when I started this journey of bravely, I don't even know if that's a word, but bravely connecting back to the woman that I never took time to get to know myself. And it's this journal process. It's this four-step journal process that I've used every day for the past seven years. And I truly, truly, truly believe it is one of the main foundational pillars in living this life, this revitalized life, uh, that I finally feel that I am living my truth and showing up happier and inspired, and you can do the same thing. So I want you to go to megan-miller.com and download it. Download it for free. If you don't see it, I want you to check and make sure your pop-ups are enabled. And if you have your pop-up enabled and you still don't see it, then I want you to email me. I'm going to link my email in the show notes because I want to give you this gift. My name is Megan Miller. I'm an intentional living expert that offers high-performing go-getters simple, simple daily micro-steps for putting attention to intention so you can stop sleepwalking through life, stop going through the motions, living in a robotic nature, just trying to make it to Friday and start living, living a more inspired, fulfilled and connected life. If you're feeling all of these things and you're just going through the motions, I know all of this. I know this because I've been there. 
I was there the majority of my life, having my life on autopilot, being the woman everyone wanted me to be, and just feeling that I was meant to do more. That is until I got brave and I got still enough to really uncover what I wanted. And that's the key there, what I wanted, not what the outside world told me that I should want. And I want to share my lessons with you to help you navigate through your own journey. Because together, we are going to give you these small practical steps that'll help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Because I'm here to tell you, my friend, it does exist. Welcome to putting attention to intention. Hello, my friends, my beautiful, beautiful friends. It is so great to be here with you today. As always, I feel like I'm saying that every single time I record, but it's true. I love, I love writing down what I want to share with you. I love spending the time sharing it with you. And I love the feedback after it hits your ears and your lives. And I am so happy to be spending this time with you. I I hope you are too. Greetings from a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in the Northeast, baby, summertime. Makes me think of that song, summer, summer, summertime, summertime. It really is a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, I've lived in the the Northeast my whole life. I always loved the four seasons. I think it's so symbolic of life, right? After every winter comes light and fall and spring and a renewal of life. And I was driving back today from visiting my parents this weekend, which was just such a relaxing experience. Time with my mama, dinner with my parents. We were celebrating my stepfather's birthday. I curled up and I read a book. It was just one of those ah, weekends. And my friend, if you haven't had and ah, weekend in a moment. Here's your permission slip to grant yourself one. You can get a hotel room one night by yourself and give yourself, your body, your mind a chance to see each other. It's a beautiful thing. Give yourself that gift. So on my way back home today, I was jamming. I love me a little jam session in the car, windows down, sun beating down, singing at the top of my lungs. And I did a combo of Michael McDonald, followed by my girl, Janet Jackson. What a combo that is. <laughs> so as I'm driving, I the sun's hitting my face. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. The window's down. The wind is in my hair. And it made me happy. And I thought to myself, I am so happy right now. Wherever you are when you're listening to this, my friend, whatever you're doing when you're listening to this, I hope you grant yourself that same gift. Look around, appreciate what's around you and allow it to wrap around you like a warm blanket and put a smile on your face and heart. On my way down to see my parents on Friday, I was dialing into podcasts. You know, I love to use my car as my library. It's one of my favorite things. Like I will look forward to long road trips by myself because I know I can pop in a podcast that elevates me and inspires me and just have this great learning experience. 
And one of the ep- episodes I was listening to on the way down to see my parents was by my soul sister, Glennon Doyle. I love, 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 love her work. So I had to stop. I had to pull over and I had to write some of this shit down because I wanted to make sure that I brought this to you. And if you haven't read any of Glennon Doyle's work, please, please, please do. She is so many great books, but I would recommend the first one is Untamed. It's just a great, great discovery book of how she was able to turn off who she was supposed to be from the rest of the outside world and really get brave to live her truth. There's so many like praise be moments in that. I I highly recommend it. So this episode of Herds that I was listening to was around this concept of should you stay or should you go? And what a question that is, isn't it? I'm smiling from ear to ear now. I wasn't ever in the time when I was in any of these situations of should I stay or should I go? It's really this this battle, right, that happens. And it can be with any situation. It could be with your job. It could be with your relationship. It could be with a friendship, how you start to have just that inner, very quiet dialogue of should I stay or should I go? And when you question it, the battle that ensues inside you that says, is it me or is it them? And that can be such a battle, can it? So follows by this over analyzation, hello, kiss of death. I have so many times how you can really make up a scenario in your mind by yourself, with yourself, and you've never even consulted any outside Uh, expertise, but you have a whole situation all baked out in your mind. And let me tell you, it's ugly, (laughs) right? It's never good. It's never good. The overanalyzation that happens in your brain. So there becomes this paralysis that happens, right? Where you just become paralyzed to make a decision because you air quote, don't want to make the wrong one. As I am, as I am saying this to all of you, I, There's so many directions that I can go with in this as I think back to my own life and this paralysis that I've had to stay in situations that I knew needed to change way too long and really not looking at things factually and not stepping up and setting boundaries when I needed to for me or really having a bravery to realize it's them and leave. So there's two there's two pillars that I think will relate to the majority of you beautiful humans that I have struggled with in my life. And and the one pillar that we can relate to is your job, right? Like when you start thinking, should you stay or should you go with your job? I look back at my younger self. Oh God, there's so many things that I would tell her, but I, I can really look back now and I see that the shit that I put myself through in my career as I was climbing the corporate ladder, as I was doing all the things, being all the things, wanting to get all the accolades and the praise, I I see now, you know, it really wasn't ever the company. It wasn't any of the bosses that I ever had. It was me. It was me. I had this savior complex that I had to do everything. I had to do everything. I had to be everything. I had to save everything. Set it to me. I'll do it. I'll fix it. I'll take it. And I never set any clear boundaries. it, It was me. So the job would always get done. And when the job always gets done, the cracks never show. I want to repeat that again for the people in the back because it bears repeating. When the job always gets done, 
the cracks never show. So while I was making myself miserable, I was getting the job done. I was getting the job done. I was getting the accolades. I was getting the significance. And now what I would say to that young girl were just the job because there's many things I could say to her. But what, what I would say is I would tell her that she needs to be her strongest advocate. She needs to sit down. She needs to prioritize her work. She needs to communicate it to her boss. This is what I'm focused on this week. This is what I'm getting done. This is the time frame that I can do it in. And the other things, A, B, C, and D, those things are going to have to either be done by someone else or will be put on the back burner. And are we aligned on this? And that's it. Like that is all I needed to do to begin to have the conversation. And then obviously that would have been, that would have led me down a different path if they weren't on board with that. But I never even took the time to have that conversation. I never even allowed myself the joy of life. So to carry it back to, is it me or is it them? In that scenario, it was me. It was all me. And that's the hardest finger to point to. So I would ask you, if you're feeling burnout in your job, if you're feeling like it never ends, if you're feeling like it's squeezing the joy out of life, well, how are you contributing to that? Are you answering emails at all hours? Is the job getting done so the cracks never show? Do you need to sit down and prioritize your work and communicate it to your boss that this is what you're getting done? This is the time frame you can do it in. And the other things, A, B, C, and D, will need to be done by either someone else or will be put on the back burner? And are they aligned? Give yourself permission to have that conversation because you need to be your strongest advocate. And then the other pillar that I want to talk to you about is relationships. Whew, I could be here for a minute sharing with you all. Pre-Michael, there were parts of me, always me, that knew that this relationship, whatever, whoever it was with, wasn't for me. And I really think if I allow myself to peel back the layers on that and, and be silent and really be honest with myself, I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose as a coping mechanism. So I knew that it would never go anywhere. You know, I had all these abandonment issues from having an absentee father that I always thought that I had to have my walls up and protect myself and take care of me. So I never would allow these romantic relationships to go anywhere. And I remember, oh my God, so vividly. Isn't it something how, listen, I can barely remember what day it is half the time, who I spoke to half the time, it, what month we're in really. But certain things are so vivid, right? Isn't that so interesting? Those that have such a, strong emotional hold can be so vivid. And this was one of them. I remember we were living together and only in the corners of the room when he was out watching TV or somewhere else, would I allow myself to go online and look up apartments. And we had lived together. And I never stopped to think about, well, isn't that a sign? Isn't that a sign that, you know, you shouldn't be in this relationship? I mean, really, right? And that that situation, that was the them situation. 
But I never realized it at the time because I was so quick to want to put things back on myself. I the, the all of these conversations that I think we're all guilty of, right? I can make him love me more. I can fix this. I can do that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And what I realize now, now is that all of our suffering, all of our suffering, this mental battle, battle that we put ourselves through is because we know what we should do. It's the doing. Like I knew that that relationship should have ended. Hello, I was looking up apartments, but I was never honest with myself. Same with the job. I think really I knew that I was addicted to it. And I knew that it was me that had to put boundaries and lines in the sand. But I was so fearful, fearful of, you know, this job, this these this this career path that I was on. That was my identity. And what would it mean if I wasn't achieving and doing all these things? And so that's really where the suffering came in. It came in between the space of the knowing and the doing. You know, like I said, with the job, the savior complex, you know, I really think that it dialed back to wanting to keep this air quote power, this control, this recognition of doing the work and getting applauded for it as a survival mechanism. And with the relationship, it was purely the fear of being alone. Like I would have much rather been in a shitty relationship than been alone. And that is a horrible thing. Right. And and, and really, when I'm honest and I really peel back all of those layers of myself, it was because I never had this sort of security internally. I never allowed myself to really ask myself, what do I want? and do it with courage and bravery and stillness. And that's the hardest thing. Self-reflection can be such a gift. It really can. Well, when we allow ourselves to learn from our lessons and get curious to dial back the layers and see, you know, why, why did we stay? What were we so fearful of? What, what have we learned? I want you to think back to the last decision you had to make. Or if you're in one and you can't you can't seem to make a decision. And listen, it can be something so so mundane. It doesn't have to be a huge life altering decision. This can be something so simple. The underlying paralyzation comes to wanting to know that you make the right decision. How many times do you say to yourself or others, I just want to make sure it's the right decision. I just want to make sure this is the right decision. Us humans. We want certainty, man. We want certainty. And we want to make sure that we're 100% sure that we're doing the right thing. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, 100%, 100% certainty, it never comes. So, So you stay in this situation until they make the decision. You ever do this? You ever make the decision? You ever reflect back and think, shit shit, that was the wrong thing to do. That was the wrong thing to say. That was the wrong thing to act upon. Wrong decision to make. And then you just rip yourself apart to a degree that you would never rip apart another human. I have found that 98, 98% of my wrong decisions were made when I didn't listen to that gut whisper. So what do we do? 
So so we've talked about this whole laboring, this mental battle that happens between is it me or is it them? Should I stay or should I go? And what I'm about to lay on you, my friends, this sounds easy. It sounds easy as shit, but it's the doing that's the hard part. This is three parts. So if you're by somewhere where you can write this down, I would love you to. I would love for you to start just like a little journal of of one word together and your little aha nugget moments, because it's so powerful to come back to you when you go back into the thick of it, right? To give yourself these words that really spoke to you. So if you have a moment, if you're sitting somewhere where you're stationary, put this on pause, grab yourself a piece of pen and paper. And if not, Um, come back to it later. Maybe this is your micro step commitment to yourself today that you want to come back to this tonight and you want to write down these three steps. So you have them at your toolkit and your disposal when you come to one of these decisions of is it me or is it them? Step one, silence. Silence. You know how I talked about 98% of my decisions came when I didn't listen to that gut whisper. Then and and by 98% of the decisions, it's 98% of the decisions I regret came back, came when I didn't listen to my gut whisper. And that's because I never gave it a chance to talk to me. Man, that intuition, it is a silent inner knowing that is quiet. And you need to give it space to talk to you so you can hear it. And the only way that that comes through, the only way that that whisper gets louder and louder and the outside world gets quieter and quieter is if you gift yourself some silence, go to a quiet space off the screens, put some pen to paper and ask yourself, what is it that I'm looking for? And am I getting it? What is it that I'm looking for? And am I getting it? And allow yourself to just write what comes to you doesn't need to make sense. Hell, you don't even need to reread it. Just sit there in the silence and see what comes. And it may take you a while to even have enough courage to write anything down. But give yourself a gift to sit there in the moment, see what comes to you. You don't need to filter it. Just let it out. Step two, lean into your tribe. For a long time, a long time, I made my life so much harder on myself because I thought everyone had it figured out. I thought it was only me that was a hot mess. So I hid behind this mask that it was all good. I was good. And it wasn't. It wasn't. And it wasn't until I started to have some bravery to share what I was struggling with, with my innermost trusted tribe, did I see how they were they were also struggling And our conversations became so much more real, so much more vulnerable, so much more heart centered versus the facade bullshit. So not only did our relationship become closer because we were really having true, real conversations, we were able to shed light on certain situations that neither of us could see because it's easy for someone else to tell you what to do. But it's hard for you to tell yourself. So just these conversations with your tribe can be so powerful. And that, again, is step number two, leaning into your tribe, your most trusted advisors. And if you don't have a tribe around you that you can lean on in on, I want you 
to think of someone who has the life that you want, has the life that you want, and ask yourself, what would they do? And for those of you that that have the innermost tribe, start slow. You don't need to share your deepest, darkest secrets over an egg frittata and a mimosa. You know, you can start start slow. Share the situation you're struggling with. Of is it me or is it them? It could be a relationship, a friendship, someone at work, a colleague, work in and of itself. Ask them what they would do. Right. There's some great advice. They know you better than you know you at moments. Right. And listen, you don't need to take this advice as your own truth, but it's just powerful to noodle on. And step number three, be patient. This is the hardest one for me. It's the type A or in me. I want to get the life check mark. I want to get it done. I want to move on to the next thing. Right. I am a taskless junkie. So let's just check it off. Let's move on to the next. But that's the worst thing, speaking from experience that you can do when you're in this should I stay or should I go phase is to act emotionally. Emotions diffuse themselves when you give yourself the space to think rationally, think rationally and clear your thoughts, get advice from your trusted tribe and give yourself silence to really ask yourself, what do you want and are you getting it? And you do that consistently. And over time, it becomes a little easier. And I just want you to keep stepping and repeat, stepping and repeating this three-step process. Continue to give yourself silence, lean into your tribe, and be patient and have faith. Faith that it'll all work out. Because guess what? It has them to this point. My word this year is trust. I love the My Intent bracelets. And every year, my girlfriend, Nancy Medoff, and I, who she's been on this podcast before, we have a word. And my word this year was trust. And what it meant to me was to trust the process, trust the universe, trust myself more, and really talk about a universal moment. This quote made its way to me this year that said that when we trust, when we learn to trust, it allows our negativities to be called forth to heal them. May you have that same gift, my friend, to trust. Trust that it'll all work out because it'll allow your negativities to be called forth to truly begin to heal them. Thank you for taking the time to be here and most importantly for taking the first step and investing in yourself. Did you know that we have a text line? We sure do. We sure do. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You can text us. You can leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Your voice is so important in this community. Is there something that you want to share with me? With this community, what episodes spoke to you? What would you like to hear more of? What's showing up in your life? There's a chance we could feature you in an episode. And I want you to know that I listen to every single one of those messages. And I read every single one of those text messages. If you liked what you heard, please do make sure to subscribe so you're up to date on the latest episodes and share with three people in your tribe that would benefit. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. Till next time, my friend, carry on with intention 